the AI optimist. Enhance and serve humanity with Declan Dunn. Now we are turning the tables on bias. Hey, this is Declan for the AI Optimist podcast, and I'm so excited to actually share a different view brought up in our debate, as the AI Optimist is based on a 10-part debate. And this question in question two has to deal with bias. And we're going to talk about turning the tables, how AI bias can be your secret weapon in understanding customers. I want to use this to share a positive view of bias, because when you study AI, the biggest things they'll say, and, and justifiably so, is that the biggest problems is we have to stop hate speech and things and stereotypes that eliminate people and don't give access, right? We all agree with that. But the fact is, you and I have a bias. We all have bias. And so do your customers. So I want to share and turn the tables to understand your customer and create a customer voice instead of a brand voice. You may have heard me hint at that a few times. Because right now, wireless, seriously, less than 20% of businesses using AI. And even worse, doing what they've always done and hoping AI doesn't take over. Well, my sharing with you today is because they don't know how to harness the power of customer bias to actually move beyond the old ways of making stuff up, studying your competition. Here's the deal. There is no competition, only customers. And it's easy to talk about the AI game and cling to the comfort of an echo chamber. Hey, I've been around a lot. I could tell you what worked in yesteryear, and that just doesn't matter. This stuff is changing, transforming. And the bias you have against AI is a mirage, especially. And the bias you have in your business is sort of natural. And honestly, it was the only thing we had. But what I want to talk with you about is that your bias not only may undermine AI by giving you what you ask for, which is often average, why I don't like people creating marketing materials with AI without thinking about the questions, because you'll get it to go out and look at what everyone else has done, basically like looking at your competition and copying it. It's a stereotype. And what's fascinating is I've found a way that you can actually use your customers to be the voice, to develop your messaging, your emails, everything that you do. Because let's face it, even I have a bias, but bias is everywhere. I mean, it's international. If I have AI in Asia, it's so different from AI in the Arab world or the EU, Canada, the US, obviously. So this pod is answering one of the debate questions. Question two, how do you propose to address the issue to prevent the perpetuation of harmful biases and discrimination in AI-driven education and business applications? Well, in my next pod, I'm going to dive deep into how to actually do that from a level of AI, but I want to bring this down to people, how you and I can use it and use business as an example. Instead of fighting business, let's filter it. And what I mean is you have customers and they're not all the same. We can create different sort of customer voices with the AI, copy and pasting their social media comments, discussions. I'll get into it in a second and asking AI to analyze, analyze it and create basically a customer voice. Most people are doing this with brand voice, which is fine. But if you want a real brand voice, shouldn't it come from the customer? Wouldn't they help you tell it? So if all this AI happens, multi-perspective understandings driven by bias and sentiment is really what it's about. So let's reimagine AI's role, cultivating customer bias. And I want to remind you in an ethical way. 
This is so important that you just don't go out like, especially like marketers do, or ruin everything. And I'm one of them. I don't do that, but we love to go in there, take stuff, throw it out there, don't test and, and cause havoc. Take a step, do this right. And we're talking about now with the arena of artificial intelligence, this will keep you so far ahead. So remember the coach who took a flailing team and turned it into a powerhouse by playing to each one of his players' strengths? That's what we're gunning for here. And the strength is in using AI the right way. Because AI is not just some hire, some co-pilot. This is a really powerful pivot in business. Harness customer biases to benefit your company without crossing lines. And I'm going to get into a seven-step plan just soon. But imagine you're developing a strategy that doesn't just look at spreadsheets and metrics, but considers the nuances of customer behavior and performance. This is what's so key. There's all this information our customers give us on social, in feedback, in qualitative interviews, where, as I recommend, you should talk to two to 10 of your customers or customers to be. Listen to them. Don't pretend you know their pain points. You don't know, and they don't even consider it pain. You do, because you think you're like some Jedi who's going to hypnotize them, and they'll be so impressed that they'll work with you. Hey, if you're as old as I am, maybe you can get away with that lie, but it is a lie, because today with social, everything's transparent, and you need to understand that AI is an empowerizing organizer, but you got to do it with a little bit of ethical considerations. In other words, just don't strip, take stuff out, do stuff only in the public, don't take it from anywhere else. But what's amazing is there's so much information. So we're gonna talk about harnessing this bias in a new way. Now that sounds odd. Bias is always considered negative, but let's face it, you as a business, you as just a single creator going out there to chat GPT, trying to create something, all you have is your point of view from where you grew up, from your childhood, from the culture you live in, from the society, from the labels you put on. I live in Chico, California. It's way different than when I grew up in Madison, New Jersey. Different labels, same people, different attitudes, different ways of talking, right? That makes sense. Bias is inherent. It's in your language, your behavior. It's stereotypes. None of this is, I'm not talking about the bad bias, okay? For this pod, we want to talk about how to actually leverage good bias from your customers. So instead of being crushed by old illusions in the name of staying relevant, let's talk about bias because bias is a chameleon shifting colors depending on who's looking and what they want to find. Garbage in, garbage out. Remember the questions I told you in the last pod is so important, but you're going to find what you look for. And a lot of times we cherry pick and just end up doing the same thing. This is what I want you to avoid. Switching business perspectives from persuasion, trying to convince them to work with you to customers. And this all starts by balancing points of view and listening to customers. Now, this is not some pitch that you're going to hear. Even if you're in an enterprise level working in big companies, they, there's all these little jargons everyone uses. But how many of you actually go out among the customers? They're there. And if you listen to them, sometimes it's brutal. In fact, I'm going to teach you that I want it to be brutal. Customers are not always kind. All right. And we learn so much from the person who's disappointed as in the person who loves us. And as I've said for years, I've taken this approach, but before AI, I basically had to do a lot of work and write it together and in my mind, create these customer voices, right? But with ChatGPT, Claude, Bard, whichever one you use, honestly, I, they're not all the same, but you'll find ones that work. 
you can actually share the customer voice instead of cutting and pasting somebody's sales letter that you like and say, do it in this tone. You can create a voice and say, make it sound like this. Analyze this. Summarize this for me. What are their key points? See, stop looking at people at, as metrics and things you're making up and demographics, which mean nothing. They're very multi-perspective, aren't they? And this is what's key. So after all, in the theater life, the scripts were never fixed. They evolve as the actors grow. So should our understanding of business. And what we need to do is use customer bias to your advantage. So now I'm going to go through a seven-step guide to show you how to use customer bias to create a customer voice. And this is going to help you. You can compare it, have it critique you. All of a sudden, AI is going to know and act and think like your customer. So your customer bias is what matters, not yours. Now, here's a way to get into your customer's head. Not in a creepy way. Remember, we want to be ethical. We don't want to feel like they're invaded. You're not doing this on a personal level. You want to collect information, find a great discussion where people are pro and con. We'll share so much and AI will be able to go, wow, now I have perspectives. And with that, I can predict what you're looking for. If you give me one perspective or you ask it just to do what you want, your brand voice, you're going to be stuck in this little business echo chamber. And it shows. And this is so easy to do. So step one, go where the people are. Now, first, what not to do, assume you know best. Okay, think you know what your customer wants? Easy there, bias lover. We all love our biases, right? They're comfortable. There's nothing wrong with our bias. But for this purposes, we can use AI to move us way beyond, I don't even care what I think anymore. Businesses go, hey, you've been doing this so long. You've had all these successes. This is great. It doesn't matter when I start, I start with the customer because I've shared for years, if you don't love your customer, someone else will. You want to love them? This is a relationship. Listen to them. Try to understand where they're coming from, what they think the problem is. And most of us don't know what our problems are, okay? And having the audacity to tell people what their problems are, think about that. Last time you ran into somebody at a party and they're like, hey, let me tell you what your problems are. You know, good luck with that. So the right move. Jump into social media, forums, and online communities where your customers hang out. Do this for a week or two when you're beginning. Just listen. Copy and paste important examples where people show pros and cons. And if they read books or any books related to what you're doing, go to Amazon. Read the reviews. And don't just read the five-star reviews, which will tell you all what people love. Those are great. But try to find some that aren't either fake, because there's a lot of people who do sort of fake reviews. Sorry. If you're in the review business, you know it. But even more, I want genuine, authentic, and I love to look at the one stars because the one stars will not be long and they'll tell you the one single thing this person missed for that reader, that customer. Those kind of views, it's a spectrum. Bias is a spectrum. They love you. They don't love you. They look at things this way that you look at things this way. And what's weird is this isn't psychology. This is actually really powerful business information. So step two, follow the feedback. Don't neglect opinions. Ignoring them is like ignoring that your gas gauge is empty. It's crazy. Their opinion is all that matters. They control everything because if they don't work with you, spend money with you, come back to your community, follow you on social, you don't exist, right? So you can run polls, watch social discussions. After you've taken those two weeks, you should have had some information. Do some direct messaging too. Try to find two to 10 people who might be customers and don't bug them. Ask them for their real feedback, pros, cons. 
and just do this really quickly. Don't waste their time. Listen and don't interrupt because the truth may hurt. And it's also the key to finding the voice for your brand. Okay. So step three, we go from step two, following the feedback to step three, collage the voices. This is where it gets great because your customer doesn't have a single voice yet. And you probably have different sort of voices for different types of customers, not just, you know, by however you categorize them. But there are people that I found in running businesses, helping startups get acquired that it's funny, you usually find everybody's excited at the beginning, and then you have this core fan base of about 20%. You can use the Pareto per principle of 80-20. Pretty much comes out. There's a small 20 to 30% of people who are really hardcore. You can communicate with them, but at the others, you don't want to bug them so much. They're interested, and then there's some who are on the fence and not really sure, and maybe you're not that important to them. There's nothing wrong with that but those are three different voices. So don't go with the status quo. Your old brand voice is comfortable to you and often as outdated as a flip phone. So collect all those tidbits, phrases, and slang you've heard from customers to craft your customer voice, which leads to your brand voice, okay? Stop inventing pain points and how customers explain your brand. Stop solving problems you make up. I can solve your problem. People do this all the time and it's fake. Because it's been done so much and people are so savvy now with social media connection, especially after COVID when people really had to do a deep dive. I'm telling you, the old ways of doing things, I've unlearned everything I learned over 28 years. You don't have to do that, but why go back to studying somebody from the 20th century? But be sure you do it the right way. Public info only with permission. You're not going to actually use their actual words. You're going to put things into AI. But you want to know that people feel comfortable. Don't take shortcuts, grab stuff, steal stuff. It's real easy to do that and justify it because you're just cutting and pasting and who knows? It shows. Don't do it. So after that, step four, prototype the voice. Now we've taken this time to actually understand them. And you notice something. I'm not rushing through this. A lot of you in businesses and a lot of the entrepreneurs are like, I'd like money in 30 days. You know what they end up doing? Creating the exact opposite of what will create that. They'll create maybe a short-term bump and nobody will want to hear from them. That sort of short-term thinking is great for short-term businesses, but does not grow it. So jumping in feet first might work for swimming, but not here. Create a prototype voice for your brand. Start with three to 10 people, share it with them. Possible customers, or as I like to say, customers to be. Watch the emerging patterns, listen. You will hear people, they're so consistent, it's mind-blowing. I used to think this wouldn't work, but doing a small group of interviews, not only do you listen to them, you can't listen to everybody, but you get a chance to really know what they're doing. And finding their voice takes a little time. You're planting seeds to grow. You're not just grabbing it out of the ground before it's ready, okay? So get the customer party started. Step five, what not to do? Assume you nailed it. You're good, but you're not that good. Use the new voice in a broader setting and ask for positive and negative feedback. Step six, go to AI, create a customer voice, copy and paste that and ask it to analyze, summarize and create then to reflect on the writing that you're doing for your business and do it in that voice. We, this is what you do with anything. You say, summarize, analyze this piece of writing. And if you're using BARD, you can actually use uh, the website address. If you're using uh, ChatGPT, you have to cut and paste. And then they, what we'll do is use what you cut and paste first, the customer voice, 
And then you can have it applied to your brand voice. So what we'll take is what your customers say and use their slang, their jargon, their words, okay? Systematize this. This is really powerful. Step seven, roll it out and make it your brand voice. Make sure you do this to not half-hearted. You know, partial rollout is like a partially cooking a meal. Ew. Ensure your business, your employees, your outsourcers all are on the same page because what you're doing is taking the customer voice and creating that. If you use Jasper, you can actually do this within their application. You can create brand voices. I create customer voices, which I save and can use again and again, add content to it because they change. It doesn't stay the same. But what's great, once you do the first time, the hard work's done. Keep improving it, challenge it, test, test, test. See both sides, love and hate. It's a spectrum. I'm sorry, but if you don't have a troll, somebody not liking what you're doing, you're not reaching enough people. So your action plan, social media recon, get quick feedback, craft your voice, create a small social group, three to 10 people, maybe even just a Discord group or something like that where you can get feedback. And listen, not your feedback, not only people, if you're in a business with lots of employees, get somebody who's not inside the echo chamber because all of us, I've had 25 employees. It becomes an echo chamber. Everybody wants to please. There's nothing wrong with that. But you need somebody who's honest, direct, and not singing the party song, okay? Broad testing. Begin to do some tests. See what it works. See what sticks. See what doesn't. This is the hard part. But what happens is your first idea is rarely right. It's the idea after that that comes. And this is where AI can help so much. You can take those customer voices and create new brand voices and finally find the one that really connects with your customer and then keep improving your customer voice and keep improving your brand voice because both of those are biases. The customer voice is your customer's bias. The brand voice is your brand bias. And know that your marketing and your promotions are biased on purpose, right? This is not weird. This is good bias. But good bias happens by listening to their bias and letting them control the whole thing. Refine and then go to full rollout, okay? So and make sure, check your AI's work. Let AI learn from everyone. Make it diverse. Don't get stuck in little like corners of the internet. Teach AI to play fair. It's easy to cherry pick and make it do what you want. You got to watch this. Just it makes us psychologically feel happy. We all like yeses and successes, but you want it to make sure it's playing fair, that it's listening to the customer voice. I'll often say, give me the customer voice and look at my copy. Look at what I've written. Now give me a positive feedback. And next, give me a negative feedback. Attack, critique. You need this. And AI can do it really powerfully. Ask for second opinions and keep your eye on your AI. You want to make sure you watch it. I work with some companies that integrate this inside the company, create all these sort of brand messages inside the company, but you want to watch it because it's just like if you had an employee and you just let them do what they want, you would you need to check on them. You do reviews. You see if they're working well, if things are working. You got to do the same with AI. It's not like some magic box, all right? So quick little wisdom. Bias happens. Just because it's a machine doesn't mean it's off the hook for bias. It's all over the place. In fact, next week, I'm going to talk to you how hard we're trying to eliminate it, which even leads to censorship and more bias, maybe. There's actually a real val validity for the problems of bias because it can give you the wrong answers. It can give you things that will exclude people. You want to make it diverse. Variety, after all, is the spice of life. And be the good cop. Ethical checks and balances. Look at it. Don't try to make shortcuts. Stay on your toes. 
Think of your AI like a little kid. Watch it. You never know when it might do a crayon on the wall. You never know when it might make something up. And honesty rules. Trust is a new currency. So I've included an action plan and seven simple AI truths that I'm going to close with you here. Really easy. Number one, ears open. Listen more than you talk. When you work with AI, you want to also listen. Make it listen to what it's doing. Don't just accept it and listen to your customers. Number two, ask. Don't assume. Directly seek opinions. Go to some people. Listen to them. Let them give you feedback. Encourage them to be honest. Don't make them feel nervous. Three, be a chameleon. Adapt your voice to reflect your customer base. Customer bias leads to your best brand voice, your best words. And you'll probably find several customer voices. I do. So I break them out because people are not all the same. My customers who are really hardcore and really like me are not like the ones who are sort of into it, but they're very professional and don't have the time and work with a lot of others. And then there's the others who are sort of on the fence and maybe not that in there. I talk with them differently because their needs are different and I listen to them. Number four, test the waters. Small tests save you from big headaches. Believe me, test small. Little emails. You can even do a $10 or $20 ad campaign on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, excuse me, X. Five, critiques are gold. Praise and criticism are opportunities to learn. Keep doing it, number six. You just got, this is a practice, a system that way to teach people. I coach and work with people to keep doing this again and again. And with AI, I, it's so powerful. If you follow the process I'm outlining and understand the positive power, bias can also proceed and give us because bias is our way of looking at things, our perspective. We want to know the customer's bias and why settle for what you think they want, all right? So truth to me is sort of relative. We like to think we have the truth, but my truth isn't your truth, right? It's crazy. It's not. Truth is like the sun and bias like sunglasses. Sunglasses can make the sun look brighter or dimmer, but they can't change the fact that the sun is still there. See, when I put on my glasses, it looks different. That's bias. And the customer, they're the sun. They're the center of the, your business universe. If you allow it to do its job, AI is here to help you understand them in ways you never could, never could before. In this way, bias can be good if you take the proper steps and ensure you're doing it right by the customer. And in the next pod, we'll explore the threat of bias in AI and how it impacts us all. Just remember, listen to the customer. Customer bias is a power that AI can unlock, and so few are doing it. They're just getting what they ask for and doing the same old thing. Trust me, you don't want to do the same old thing. Yesteryear is yesteryear. This is the 21st century, and this stuff is changing now. The AI Optimist. My name's Declan, and I'm done. See you next time.